another episode of the Symphony Podcast, where we break down one important topic each week in under 30 minutes. And um, today I'm sitting here with Matthew in the building. Matthew, so good to be doing an in-person podcast. In the same place for the very first time. Crazy. We've been doing this podcast for a couple months now, and all of them have been over Skype. So today we're in person, cutting each other off, talking over each other, (laughs) no uh, internet lag in between us. So... um, Let's get right into it. We're going to talk about the power of nature and some of the benefits and just the, the way that being spending time outdoors and being outside can benefit you and make you feel better mentally, physically. So first question is, when did you originally come to have passion for or understand the power of nature? Well, this is a perfect place to speak about that because we're in Washington and this is where I grew up. I grew up in Issaquah. And I feel very grateful because I feel like my parents did a really good job of exposing me to big nature at a very young age. And I don't even, maybe they were doing, I mean, I think they were doing it because they just enjoyed it for themselves. They loved being outside. They loved to camp. Uh, And I don't think they, maybe they did. They realized the importance of exposing your kids to that. And like, I don't, I took away so many lessons from it in retrospect. And now the way that I look in the world is in a lot of ways, a result of that experience just because, you know, we'd go, our family vacations would be camping trips and we would go out to the woods. We'd go out to Lake Wenatchee and Lake Cachis and we would camp for a couple of days with my cousins and my next door neighbors. And, and I mean, when you're camping, you're outside, you're in the forest and what are you going to do all day? You're going to go explore and you're going to go just submerge yourself in nature and be in the trees and be by the river. And so, you know, I mean, things just come up like when you're I'm walking with my dad and he's like pointing out things in nature looking at different plants and like pointing at the river and when it comes at nighttime you know we're looking up at the sky and he's pointing out constellations to me and like you can't look up at that and feel and not be kind of like humbled by this place that we're all living in like it's you can't look up at the stars and be like oh no yeah I'm the most important thing that's going on here like it just it immediately kind of puts into perspective how small we are and how big this world is and how it's all a system. And especially when you just spend a lot of time in it, you start to realize that we are no different than, you know, than nature in a lot of ways. And if you watch the systems of nature and see how things work and the interplay between water and trees and fire and, and then like seasons and the coming and going of, of all that stuff, it's like, it's very parallel to the lives that we're living and, and how life just goes in waves. So I think there's just, I could really get into it. Cause like, I remember specifically too, yeah. no, I don't want to go on too much of a monologue, but no, um, definitely explain like, uh, go deeper. I think, yeah. So I think my parents specifically taught me how to draw parallels between nature and your own life. Like for example, I remember specifically one time being like camping with my mom And uh, we're hiking along a river and she like pointed to this specific place where the water, there was a huge boulder in the middle of the river and the water's, you know, it's parting right at the beginning of the rock and it's going around either side. So it's not like trying to smash through it. It's, it's adapting. It's moving around the rock and flowing perfectly down the stream. Like, and so that, and then she related that to the ability to problem solve and to the, like when things come up, it's not always about bashing your head against it and trying to go through something. Like sometimes you need to work around things or sometimes you need to think about things in a different way or look at them from a different angle. And so, and like in my mind, I learned that lesson from her, but I also learned that lesson from the river. And so, but I think the value there came from them 
pointing that out to me at that age and like showing that that's something that you can do because then it's like the next time I go out into nature, how can I not think that way? Like, how can I not look at things that are going on in the, in the systems that are working out there and not draw parallels between my own life and like watching how things die in the winter, but then they start replenishing themselves in the spring and not feeling like, Oh, well maybe sometimes you just, you know, go into periods of life where things feel hard or things you're stressed or you're sad or angry or depressed, but knowing that that is not necessarily going to last forever because there could be another season of your life that's coming up soon. That's going to be very bountiful and like nourishing. And, and so it's just a cycle and it's a system and nature moves and, and just like our lives move. So I think it's interesting to kind of just to have grown up in a way that I had people who were telling me to look for that basically. It is like a huge privilege like to have parents and people that expose you to being outdoors. Like I have, I actually, I had a similar experience to you. Like a lot of my best memories growing up were around a campfire with my family cruising around, maybe the coast, maybe uh, we did a couple of big RV trips growing up. Some great nice. memories like Yellowstone and going down to the, the Southwest and things like that, the Grand Canyon. Um, and I, you know, I really think you articulated well, just like how there's so many lessons to be taken from exposing yourself to nature and just observing it, not necessarily like going out there with the intention to study one thing, but just going with an open mind, like especially as a young kid, but also just in our daily lives now, like going out and just looking at how birds like catch fish in the ocean. For example, I was just down near my place in Busarias, like they they uh, fly way up in the air, they get speed and then they dive into the water and eat the fish out. They like can see the fish from the sky. We'll be surfing and they're like, like cruising right by us and stuff like that. And then I don't know, just like those little details that you could easily overlook can teach you so much. So I love how you got us started on that note. And then there's also just like the psychological, like biological side, which is the the point that Huberman was talking about. Yeah. Um, just how being outside, why don't you kind of like, finish yeah, that? well, I mean, you, I think you may have been the one that recommended that podcast to me, but Andrew Huberman, he's a neuroscientist, um, and he works in a lab at Stanford and, uh, his big thing is actually really cool. Like he's, he's teaching neuroscience, uh, concepts on Instagram just because, I mean, he runs his own lab. Like he's a very vetted guy as well, obviously, but like he's wants to bring that to a wider audience and like help people because he realizes that there's people out there who are struggling from an inability to control their state of mind and how that's leading to problems like anxiety and depression. And so I I was listening to this guy off of your recommendation and I just became fascinated with it, especially this one topic he talked about how like going outside and, and taking a walk and physically moving forward and just looking around at things, um, on the, like in the, on the horizon is, is good for your brain and how it's literally triggering, triggering your brain to fight feelings of fear and anxiety and depression And just by being outside and walking forward, it's like that forward movement triggers dopamine and that like makes us feel like we're on the right path. And then, I mean, he also talks about like when you're in nature, like things are always in cycle, they're always in system. And so you're taking in new um, stimulus basically. Like, so your brain is, is working through different things. And that is kind of like training your mind to connect new neuron pathways in your mind, which ultimately makes your brain more malleable and just more able to, it creates plasticity, which like creates new connections, which just gets your mind out of thinking in these similar patterns that ultimately like lead to sadness and anxiety and depression. So like being outside, taking in new horizons, it's, it's literally good for our brain and can help fight feelings of sadness basically, (laughs) which is fascinating. 
All I got to do is go outside and walk. It, yeah, all you have to do is walk, really. But if you are doing your sports outside, which is another, like, more like, if you make your lifestyle more built around the outdoors, I've noticed, um, and I'll just get into asking myself the question of when I first noticed this power, there's kind of like two big inflection points, like noticing the power between uh, nature and just like my own satisfaction in life, happiness and stuff like that. One was just like growing up, I naturally always wanted to be outside. Like as a kid, you're running around, you know, your best memories at least are like outdoors, moving around. And then like, if I really think about my childhood, I'm like, man, I spent a lot of time playing video games too. But none of those, (laughs) those memories are like, I'm like, man, how many hours was that? But, uh, more of the better memories are outside riding bikes, playing in the ravine, whatever. And then going to college, I went out to Indiana where there's like not much to do in the wintertime. And so we're basically inside. It's like way below freezing. And you just like you're kind of stuck to just like drinking beers and playing video games and lifting some weights, maybe. Um, And I always when I came back to Washington, the first thing I did was just like pack my backpack, go for a hike, like get outside, ride my bike just because I craved that like outdoor time, like just around the trees and the mountains like Um, for me, I was like, I really learned the power or how much I had passion for the outdoors when I went to Indiana and was, was away from it. Yeah. Um, I definitely started valuing the, uh, density of the nature here in Washington mm -hmm. when I went away for the first time, because you start to crave the mountains and the trees and then, um, but yeah, to the, for the fitness thing too, like it just makes you think about fitness in a different way when you don't have to like go to the gym or like go somewhere you can literally walk out your back door and find a trail and run uphill and be outside and be in a beautiful place and like I find because since I've been home I've been trail running a lot which has been awesome like it's when I've done a lot of my best thinking but when you're doing that too it like heightens all your senses because it's you got to find your footing you're either running uphill or downhill so it's you know, your mind is very much engaged, but then also when you're just looking at the beautiful landscape of nature and dense nature right in front of you, it also like takes your mind off of your body in a way. So it kind of like makes the exercise easier in a sense. So it heightens all of your senses, but then it also for some reason helps you like disconnect in a way that seems to be helpful for, for like the, um, for the exercise. At least it has been for Mm -hmm. me recently. That's something that I've definitely noticed being outside and running on the trails. It's cool. Yeah. I, I mean, compare it to like being in a gym, I guess, like people are all around people are bumping into you, like asking if they can use the machine. Yeah, how many more sets you got? When you're at, like out 11. on a trail by yourself, <laughs> no one's watching. Uh, that's yeah. There's something like it does allow your brain to get into a different state than if you're in this more like reactionary kind of like uh, worried about all your inputs, like yeah. overwhelmed state for sure. Yeah. It, uh, it makes you be present too, which I think is huge mm-hmm. just because Especially if you go out there with no headphones, which I highly suggest. Yeah. Like, it's it's a pretty crazy cool feeling to be in the forest and just kind of like listening to the sounds of the forest and being disconnected from technology for a second. Like, it just it brings an immediate feeling of presence, and then you just kind of feel like you're in the big open world and mm-hmm. not confined to the comforts of what our like what our society has created, which in a lot of ways is good, and it's. I mean, we've created a lot of nice comforts for ourselves, but I think it's important to go out into nature and feel that wildness every once in a while. Yeah. I think it's humbling in a lot of ways because I think it's easy to get caught up in our day to day and in our, you know, 
our way of thinking and, and our jobs and what we think is really important. 100%. And then, but if you go out and swim in the ocean or go in the forest or go up to the mountains, like you're very quickly reminded that we are a product of nature mm-hmm. and not, you know, not some more like evolved species that. Yeah. We were looking up before this, like, um, like the blue mind theory, which is basically the theory that being in and around water is calming and puts you into more meditative state, like nature deficit disorder was another one I was going <laughs> to drop. But there's really no like hard, this is the scientific proof between why like being outdoors leads to more happiness. And there's like that connection isn't totally clear. But if you've like ever compared like walking on a trail versus like walking in the hallway of your apartment was my example this morning, like you just feel better when you're walking on a path outside. Like if I've never met someone and I've never personally experienced walking in a hallway and really enjoying that process, they're long, there's nothing to look at. There's just door, 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 but you're walking outside and there's like birds and the winds in your face and there's just so much to take in. Right. And when you're inside, there's barriers all around you, which Mm -hmm. has to do something psychologically to Mm -hmm. the way that you're thinking. Whereas when you're outside and you can look at a huge, massive landscape and horizon, Mm -hmm. It's, that's another thing uh, Andrew Huberman is big on is is taking in the sun sunrise and sunset every single day mm. and how it's good like just for your for your eyes for your brain and for your um um like just the way that you see the world <laughs> and like kind of your level of happiness interesting yeah yeah I need to listen to more of his stuff I've been really fascinated by what I've heard so, so far you were talking I want to go back because this transitions right into a brief story about a man named Dean Hall. Have I told you about Dean before? Briefly. You, so, yeah, yeah, but yeah. go into it. He's um, He was on my Adventure Creator podcast, I think it was number 12, and we're working on a film together. But basically, he was um, diagnosed with two different forms of cancer. His wife passed away, and he was basically given a death sentence from these doctors that were just like, yeah, dude, you have a low chance, like maybe you could do chemotherapy and um, you know radiation and all that. He just basically instead of going like the doctor route, like just started swimming in icy cold rivers and just going and camping on like Thursday, Friday night and just spending time or the term nature bathing or just being outside. Forest bathing. And he ended up becoming the first man to swim the length of the Willamette River in Oregon, 185 miles, 23 straight days of swimming, like eight to 12 something hours a day. Um, And he said to me like on the podcast and in private conversations, there was like day 11 or something. I'm probably quoting the story wrong, but somewhere around day 11, he realized like he was like at home with mother mama river. Like he felt this like very like, just like motherly caring. Like the river was speaking to him literally. Like he was so in tune with the river that it healed him. And he got out of this 23 day thing. I mean, he literally, it was either he was going to die on the couch watching wheel of fortune, as he says, or (laughs) he was going to act like go do something courageous with the end of his life. Like he didn't really have much optimism at that point. Like that's how bad it was. Gets out of the water within a couple months. His like tumors are like smaller. He had like huge lymph nodes, like swollen up and stuff like that. And he healed like over the next like six to 12 months or whatever, just with pure um, exposure to nature. Wow. Yeah. So he's a super inspirational dude. And, um, just talks really personally and eloquently about like just his experience going outside and feeling that healing power. That's incredible. Really cool dude. Yeah. And I also, as you were saying that I was reflecting on the fact of like, I don't think I've, I don't think I know anybody who has spent extensive time in nature who 
who talks about it like, eh, yeah, take it or leave it. You know, <laughs> you know like that doesn't exist. Anybody who, who spends substantial time in nature is just so jazzed about it and like can can talk about ways that it's added to their life, I would say, mm-hmm. in some in one way or another. And because it does, mm-hmm. it's just like a healer and it's this crazy, powerful energy and teacher. And it's a, yeah, I think whatever excuse you can find to get out into nature, you should take it and yeah, I think that's another direction we wanted to take this in is just finding ways that you can mm-hmm. fit that into your day at any point. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred percent, like this is just a tip for folks. Like if you're worried, if it's winter time and you're in a Northern state, like the key is just to have a nice jacket, some rain pants, <laughs> like literally you're fine. You put those things on, you have the right gear. I, I think it's my dad or someone always says like, you know, there's no such thing as bad weather. There's just bad gear. You yep. know, you, you have the right gear. I mean, right now, Colin or O'Brady. Or bad attitudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Colin O'Brady's at 20,000 feet hanging out at base camp at, to go do K2. And that's like his norm now is like negative degrees and all that. And uh, the human ability to adapt. We did a podcast on that. But um, definitely letting the winter keep you inside can be super dangerous. Up here in Washington, a lot of people get like seasonal dis- like depression sure. disorder, yeah. which is clearly connected right to what we're talking about and then i think before we started this conversation we also were just talking about how people this year were advised to stay inside Mm -hmm. by health officials when going outside is like by science by our own experience clearly much healthier both from like a mental health standpoint and physical health standpoint and don't underestimate the ability of literally just walking outside and looking at a horizon for a yeah. couple minutes. Like if that's if that's all you can squeeze in, do that because it's good for your eyes and it's good for your brain. Mm-hmm. And I think just taking in fresh air every once in a while, at least splitting up your day a little bit is is a very wise thing to do. And then if you get the chance to really submerse yourself in it, go take a, a weekend getaway and go camping or go hike a mountain or go swim in the ocean. Just do something to submerse yourself and see, see how you feel. Yeah, there's, yeah, totally. And hit us up too if you need any information on that stuff. Um, I'm a good resource for just getting you, getting you going. Always stoked to share knowledge about good trails or cool places to go and things to bring, whatnot. So, all right. Is, are we wrapping it up? Let's wrap it up. Yeah, I think that covers it. Yeah. <laughs> that covers nature. <laughs> Get outside, folks. Till next time, check out thesymphonyco.com. Get on that newsletter. What else? What else we got? The Instagram. Uh, yeah, Instagram. Listen to the podcast. Check out the Instagram at the Symphony Co. And uh, yeah, shoot us a note on the website. Cool. Until next time.